0: Grace and peace are yours from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this morning is St. John's Gospel, chapter 12. Then, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Then one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed in Christ, it is better that one man die for the people. That was the prophecy of the high priest Caiaphas after he heard Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. He spoke to the other leaders of the Jews who wondered what to do about this Jesus of Nazareth. Caiaphas knew what needed to be done, kill Jesus. Our text from John 12 follows immediately upon this conversation of the enemies of Jesus. Jesus has returned to Bethany, the site of that great miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead. The proximity of this miracle to Jerusalem, the center of power for those who wanted Jesus dead, has meant that the news of this miracle has spread like wildfire. What do we find Jesus doing? having a quiet meal with his friends. This is the family that we met in John 11, among other places. It is Martha who is serving the meal, Lazarus only days from returning alive to the world at the word of Jesus, the Son of God, who called him back, and Mary with her extravagant gesture of devotion. We also learn of other disciples there, most notably Judas Iscariot, the traitor. Lazarus, alive again, is there at the table with Jesus, who is Lazarus's resurrection and life. He eats with Jesus. Lazarus is no ghost, no Gnostic fantasy, but flesh and blood. He is so alive, in fact, that the enemies of Jesus plan to kill him again. And why? Well, so many people know Lazarus is alive, and so many people know Jesus raised him, that people are believing in Jesus. So not only from the perspective of the enemies of Jesus is, is is it expedient for Jesus to die, but so must his friend Lazarus. They may be thinking, one can't have people believing in the one who is doing what the Messiah was foretold to do, and one can't have the results of his miracles walking around and talking to people. Well, in the midst of the family meal with Jesus gathered with his friends and disciples, Mary takes some very costly oil, a rich gift, She anoints the feet of Jesus with the oil, pours it on them, and then dries his feet with her hair. The humility and piety of this act are stunning. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Those were the words Mary spoke just days earlier when she had met Jesus as they walked to the grave in which lay the body of her dead brother, Lazarus. and We're told that when Jesus had spoken to Mary here, heard her words, that Jesus wept. The crowd there with them, the sisters, and Jesus stopped at the grave. Jesus said, roll away the stone. No decay of human flesh would stop his work of resurrection. And he speaks again, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus does, alive. This event gives the context for Mary's devotion to Jesus, her lavish gift, nearly a year's wages on just that one gift of oil for Jesus' feet. The fragrance of that oil fills the room. It's a beautiful, touching moment. Love, gratitude, and faith combine to anoint the Lord. Into this delightful scene, there is an intrusion. I would liken it to hearing a beautiful piece of music lost in the moment when suddenly you hear some coarse honking sound, a croaking, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? The voice of the traitor breaks the beauty a voice of unfeeling utilitarianism, of pragmatism, a blindness to beauty, thinking only of money, as if that were the measure of anything worthwhile. Judas hides his greed with a veneer of charity. Why couldn't this be sold and the money used to help the poor? Well, why indeed, Judas? It won't get to the poor, will it? No, it will go to your pocket the pocket of Judas, the thief. Now, I did not yet read the conclusion of this text here, but here's what follows immediately after these words about Judas. Jesus said, Leave her alone, so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with me, but you do not always have me. Jesus knows the timetable. He knows what remains of his life, As his friends and disciples have known it these past few years with him, he has days left. The very next day, Jesus would ride into Jerusalem, met with the acclamation, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. A week from this meal, Jesus will himself be in a grave. Mary's anointing is only a few days premature. The oil Mary used was part of what was commonly used when a dead body was wrapped to be buried. Others there with Jesus that day don't know the connection Jesus does. His burial lies in the very near future, and Judas will be part of the reason for that. Early in the next week, this Judas will be paid 30 pieces of silver to betray Jesus on a quiet night during a time of prayer. This meal recorded in chapter 12 of John is the prelude to Holy Week. It takes us to the door of the defining moments of our Lord's life, his suffering, his death, his burial, and finally to his resurrection. He will walk through that door determined, resolute, to do for us what we cannot do. Death waits for him through that door unimaginable burden that leaves him sweating blood as he prays in the Garden of Gethsemane. The Judas will lead a band of soldiers to arrest this man to bring him to trial. Behold the man, and to the cross he would go. A quiet meal with friends, a beautiful gesture of devotion, last moments with those who love him and whom he loves and outside the storm awaits. Jesus will go into the storm. He goes because he knows you and what you need him to do. He wants to do it. He will lay down his life for the sheep, for you and for me. He will lay down his life and take it up again for you and me. This is the action we can never accomplish, but Jesus can and he did. Believe him. Trust that the one who awakened Lazarus from death has the power and the desire to do so for you, for all in this death-stricken world. Believe and walk the rest of this most holy week in that faith, hearing again, or just for the first time, the great words of our Lord, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then it is finished. He has done it. And then, he is not here, he is risen. God grant you confident faith in this Jesus, your Savior. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may rise for prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, grant us by your grace so to pass through this holy time of our Lord's passion that we may obtain the pardon of our sin. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen.